Hi, uh, Richard Smith here from the richardsmith.com. Over the past couple of weeks, I've been recording my thoughts after every client meeting. Some of these are going to be put into the podcast. Others are going to be dropped into some online trainings, although that's probably the wrong road because they certainly aren't training you in anything. But they will give you some pointers in terms of what you should be doing and what you could be doing. And I've decided to merge them all together into one large file. Um, It may seem a bit random while you're listening to it, but if you do manage to get through it, you'll find that it actually makes a little bit of sense. So if you need to get some pointers on what your small or micro business should be doing, if you're not sure on how to get some of this stuff done then please get in touch www.theridgersmith.com and enjoy hi yeah richard smith back here with an update to the podcast that i did for august which is the one where i was talking about pubs and restaurants and how they needed to be adapting to this whole modern new covid19 post situation a couple of things if we can just apologize in advance for any background noise you may hear I'm in a bit of a noisy place at the moment so I'm trying to record this on the fly like I end up having to do most things on the fly for some reason that seems to be my uh, default position as we uh, <laughs> as we come out of this covid covid situation I truly believe that this is this is one of the greatest times to be alive in terms of where we are with the ability to market our business to a global audience if that's required, but also to a national and a very local audience, if that's required. I'm not talking about sales here. A lot of people think that this sales and marketing are one and the same, and they aren't. They're a very clear demarcation. And I'm trying not to use any bloody long words because I know they... they they don't mean anything. They don't add any value to it. So I'm so just just just... If I do drop in a long word, ignore it, and I may even edit some of these out. But what I'm trying to say to you is, is that this is an incredibly, incredibly good time to be able to get to get your business message out into the marketplace. And what happens with a lot of lot of businesses, they think that well, if they do the marketing, then they're automatically going to sell their product, and that isn't the case. And just because you're there, just because you exist in a place or you exist as a business, that doesn't mean that. that that you're guaranteed that any business is going to come towards you everything we do now is competitive whether you're a local pub or a restaurant whether you're a a high street supermarket whether you're a whether you're a scaffolder or a plasterer this is the this is where the sort of capitalist economy was going to was always going to bring us to was this point where if you go and do a google search for whatever it is you're looking for then there are tens of thousands sometimes hundreds of thousands of options i've done this the other day um, quite simply you know look, looking for tire fitter in in sussex and there's 240,000 possible hits i know full well there's not 240,000 tire fitters you know in the county but it just goes to show how many sort of you know people are vying for this position so 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 get get your head around this first sales and marketing are two different things what i'm talking to you about today is going to be marketing the sales you have to do differently and i you know do business development for a living which is which is how i make my money working with small firms to 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 get all of this right but marketing is about putting your message in front of the person that you want to do business with now you can get all 
weird and douchebaggy about this marketing stuff, but it really is this straightforward. Whatever it is you do, whatever it is you make, you need to dangle that message in front of your potential customers to say, hi, we've got an X that does Y and you can get it from here. That is marketing. And for some reason, some small business owners and even some large business owners seem not to understand that. So the first thing you need to get your head around, the first thing you need to do, I'm trying not to be all patronising about this, but I, and I do get a bit excited and bloody irritated about some of this stuff, but if you're a small business owner, you know, making widgets, um, selling scaffolding, plastering or bricklaying or, or plumbing or whatever it happens to be, the, 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 the initial role, the unnuanced version of this, Again, making it more complicated than it needs to be. But the straight version of this is, you do X, you want to tell your customers that, so you advertise or do marketing based around what it is you do, what problems you solve, and customers will make a decision on whether they're going to buy from you or not. It really is that straightforward. It is no more complicated than that. Provided you can use one of the platforms that's available to you, whether that be social, whether that be uh, Google pay-per-click or, or Bing pay-per-click or um, advertising in the local newspaper or a magazine or email marketing, or whatever it happens to be you're doing, then your marketing message is this, is this straightforward. What problem do you solve? What do you do? Who do you do it for? And then go and deliver that message. Get that in front of as many people as you want. Not everybody wants what you're selling. Not everybody wants what you do at the moment. But the whole idea is about you getting a consistent campaign up and running so that when Fred Bloggs or John Smith is looking to have that problem solved, your advert is there ready and waiting for him. That's the first bit of this. So welcome back to the second bit of this. So the next thing you need to do, once you've determined that you need to do some marketing, is you'll start to attract people to your business. And they're going to be coming along to you and saying, okay, my problem is X, can you solve that? How much are you going to charge me? And you answer that with a response, and the customer says yes or no. That's sales, basically no more complicated than that. But if you are a local builder or a scaffolder or a widget maker your the idea of your business should be to have in place an option so for example walk into a restaurant and you are immediately presented with a menu on the menu it says starters mains desserts wine and any other option that you want to throw in now if you're really hungry you're going to go in there you're going to order a starter a main and a dessert you're perhaps going to have a bottle of wine. If it's lunchtime and you're looking for a snack, you may have, you know, a sandwich off of the short menu. You may have, you know, a couple of starters. But the whole idea is, is that the customer looks at what you have to offer and makes a decision on what it is they're going to be buying. Now, for example, if you're selling services, if you're an accountant, for example, then uh, your customer is going to be approaching you and saying, oh, I've got a problem with X. And you can say, great, we solve the problem with X by doing Y or Z. 
It may be an auditing issue, it may be a bookkeeping issue, it may be a pay-as-you-earn issue, it could be a corporation tax issue, but there you have an option to be able to choose from the various menus, or you can say to your customers, we have a, an annual service where we deal with all of that for you. This might sound pretty straightforward, but this is not complicated. The whole idea from your point of view is to attract people into your business and then to offer them a service. You're not going to sell to everybody. Not everybody just want to buy. Some people just won't like you. You may not like them, more importantly. But the whole idea is you get people attracted into your business from your marketing who then will start to make a decision about which one of your services you're, they're going to buy or which one of your products they are going to buy. You have no control over that. They choose. That's the way it is. You cannot force people to do anything. That, in a nutshell, is sales. We know what marketing is. Now we know what sales is. This is all really nuanced. I'm not going to get involved in the complexities of how you structure your products and how you have a, a massively expensive product and massively middle, middle price products because that is business development. That is not a thing we need to be discussing here. But the whole idea from your point of view as a business owner is you need to be marketing and selling. And selling is going to be a range of things. You're not going to be able to sell all of the things to all of the people because they just won't need it. For example, uh, I don't know, uh, if you've got a sole trader as a builder and you're an accountant, then they're not going to be looking for pays you earn probably. They'll looking, be looking for an annual set of accounts. You know where I'm going with this. I don't, that doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. So, marketing first, sales second. Thanks very much. That's the end for this one. You can find out more about me over at therichardsmith.com. So welcome back to the third in this series. Now, if you listen to my August podcast, you'll know that I was ranting about uh, the whole issue of pubs and restaurant marketing. And I'm going to expand on some of that today. So if you're a small business owner and you've got your marketing right and you've got your sales right, you're going to have people that have come into you and have spent some money. People have phoned you up and said, oh yeah, great, I really like you. Can you do X or Y for me? Immediately you've earned some money, you've got some business. The next part of that is, well, once you've attracted these people into your, into your web, as it were, you've ensnared them and they are already doing business with you. There's a couple of things you need to know about these people. The first thing is is that they obviously like you or they wouldn't have chosen to do business with you. They obviously trusted you because obviously they wouldn't have bothered um, trying to do business with you or doing business with you if they didn't. And they must be happy with the products that or services you provided or they wouldn't have paid you. As I said, this isn't complicated. The next thing from your point of view is what are you going to do in order to make sure that customer comes back and buys from you again. It's obvious that they should, they already know you, they already like you, they already trust you, and they're already paying you. So why would they not come back? The key from your point of view is, as you would have noticed with your own purchases and the people you do business with, you forget. You forget that the bloke you brought a widget off last year is still there. You forgot that the hairdresser that cut your hair for you six months ago was was still open when you popped into the competitor this week. You forgot that that solicitor that done that house purchase for you 
two years ago is still trading when you're you know appointing another solicitor to do this house conveyance for you and unless you're following up with your customers unless you're actively reminding them actually telling them you're still there you're still trading you're still looking for business they will forget you so when you say to your customers thanks very much for purchasing today really appreciate that if you could just take five minutes to give me all of your personal details name address telephone number email address any supporting information you want you can follow them up I'm not talking about being all sneaky and douchebaggy about it and selling their data i'm talking about you collating their data in some form of system so that when your business is on its uppers and it doesn't have anywhere to go you will have a list of names and addresses what i call an asset a true business asset for you to be able to follow up with. Oh my God, I just said the words follow up. Follow up, how dare you, how dare you? How dare you have a conversation with a client? And the reason we're all frightened about doing that is because most of these people are not clients, they're not good friends, they're just customers that done business with, business with, business with you. I have to put my teeth back in for that. These are people that have just done, have done business with you at some point in the past and that's all they are. The idea is, is not to allow them to be that which means having a follow-up process, being able to cross-sell and sell other stuff to these customers that have all, they already know and love you. They already, they're already excited to deal with you. Why shouldn't you follow them up? The idea is to do that. And most small business owners don't. And that is what you shouldn't do. How we do social media marketing and how that adds value to your business, how that, how that works, how that makes sense. And there's going to be some of you saying, oh, well, you know, social media marketing. Oh, well, uh, it, social media marketing is not particularly easier. And it's not about posting rants up on Twitter or sharing pictures of dogs on Insta and saying, look at me, look at my business. I'm talking about actually using the platforms themselves to be able to sell a story, to be able to market your business. And now I'm going to go back to the, the pub analogy again, because I think it's quite important. If you're running a local pub or a local restaurant, then using social media marketing to your existing customers is relatively straightforward you already know who these people are they're coming into your pub on a fairly regular basis you can get them to engage that may mean following the page um, opting in for a, an email service or an sms service and perhaps you're running some form of loyalty scheme so uh, and if you're not then you should be and getting these people to engage with you on a fairly regular basis. We've then got the next thing to do is just to look at your demographics. Now, demographics is really straightforward. Big words spread around by all sorts of marketing experts and gurus. Bottom line is demographics is who are your people? Who is your audience? Now, if you're running a pub and you're selling lunches on a, on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, for example... Your target audience is not people that are normally working on Thursday, Friday, Saturday or Sunday. So that, that, that starts to narrow down your demographics. On Thursday and Friday, your target audience may be some blue rinses. On Friday and Saturday, it may be the, you know, the yummy mummy and the lovies that are out with their children and are on a, for a pub lunch on the Saturday afternoon. But it may well be uh, those without children that are looking to go out and eat on a Saturday or a Sunday evening. So what you're able to do with 
all the social media marketing is to target those people, not only around who they are and the kind of things they're looking for, but you can also target them using location so you can find out exactly where they are in a particular area and and by not charging enough i mean you are not charging what the market will sustain so let me just explain in a bit more detail i can go into horsham town center one of my local towns and i can get a haircut um, you know, I don't have much hair, so haircuts are not particularly cheap for me. But a haircut and a bit of a clean-up is going to be about 15 quid, give or take, midweek kind of stuff. I can go into the West End of London, or I can go to Brighton, and I can pay anything from 60 or 70 quid in London for that, right up to um, eight or 900, maybe a £1,000 at the very top end of these of the hairdressing businesses now somewhere in the middle of those is the right pricing i can sit and have a pint in a pub in horsham or a pub in crawley or a pub in brighton for about 450 to 550 if i want to go to some of the hotels in london i might be paying 10 or 12 or 15 pounds for that exactly the same as a bottle of wine exactly the same as the price for a meal or a sandwich, we know full well that I can go into Tesco's and get X, but it's going to cost me a bit more if I go to Marks and Spencer's. Within any marketplace, you have price elasticity. Did I say that right? Whatever, I'm not saying it again. So we, we have you know the price of an item at one end of the marketplace at the very bottom end and the price for a similar item at the very top end. What's the difference between the two items? Well, if I look at a cheap Android phone or the top-of-the-range Apple iPhone, they both make calls. I can both browse social media. I can, I can browse social media on both of them. I could be using uh, a whole range of tools on my cheap Android phone as I can do on my iPhone. Price-wise, bottom end, 90 quid. Top end, 1,200 quid. When you're sitting down looking at your pricing, what most people do, what most business owners do, is they look at the, the competition. They look at what's around them, and that's why you'll find that you know a gas is, a gas inspection with you know for your for your boiler with most of the local plumbers is going to be anything between fifty and sixty five quid. There's no reason why that couldn't be charged at a hundred quid with some bells and whistles. There's no reason for it to be charged at forty quid. But the bottom line is depending on how you position yourself in the marketplace will depend on how much you can charge. If, you, if you're pitching at the pound shop end, then you're going to get pound shop customers and they're going to gripe on price because cheap customers always gripe on price. You go to the very top end of the marketplace, they, they still gripe on price, but they are happy to pay what you are asking. Now, I'm doing some work with a manufacturing firm at the moment where we are progressively increasing prices and uh, the management team is constantly shocked as to how much more we can get now for the same product. And I can absolutely assure you of this, that if you put in place some of these tools, put in place some decent marketing, you will find that you can increase your prices and not get any resistance. More importantly, by increasing your prices, you can increase your profits exponentially. Another big word. Sorry about the big words, guys. But it also means that you're going to be able to 
um, have more profits, which means you can spend more time at the golf course, more time with your kids, more time to, you know, take your staff out on, on, on special treats. Make the whole working environment far better than it is now just by making some slight shifts. And I'm not saying you need to destroy your business model. One of the things I will always encourage you to do is to carry on doing whatever you're doing, whatever's currently working for you, however you're currently making money, you should keep doing that. You shouldn't stop doing that. But what you do need to be able to do is to test these other models to run alongside it so you do these things simultaneously. You know, so many marketing consultants... Oh, I don't want to get into a rant here because that's not want to be. So, well, you should do this, you should do that, you should do this, you should do that. And the reality is, no, you shouldn't. You should continue doing exactly what you're doing. But we need to test alongside. That is how you grow the business in a safe and controlled way. That's the way you increase prices, prices and increase profits. That's the way you become a very different type of business. It isn't by stopping what you're currently doing in the hope that something else is going to pay off. Because hope is not a plan. Hope is not real. Hope is just something that we think is going to be okay. And thinking, I can assure you, is not always the best way forward. I've got a, a lot of businesses I've worked with that really shouldn't think. The idea is, is we test. We think, come up with a new plan, then test. And then if we're proving it, our thoughts were right. We can't prove it, we can't prove the model, then we go back to the drawing board and we do something else. This is how you grow businesses, how you grow businesses, how you grow a business in this modern modern age in post-2020 COVID. Look, thank you very much for taking your time to listen to uh, these presentations. I hope you've got some value from them. You can find out more about me either at www.therichardsmith.com you can find out more about the agency side of things on forward slash agency. Uh, have a nose around the website. You can read some of my rants. I've got um, um, the 2020 marketing series, which is three or four downloads, which are available free of charge, which has got a whole load of stuff in there. More of this in a lot more detail, in all fairness. But, you know, whatever you decide, however you want to play it, I wish you will. Um, uh, and if you want some hands-on help with this, then... Don't hesitate to get in touch. We'd be happy to have a conversation with you.